Welcome to Business Environment Insights, a podcast produced for the University of Southern Queensland's Master of Business Administration. I'm Dr. Daniel Maddock, a digital pedagogy and media specialist and part of the MBA design team. In this podcast series, we talk to leaders from a variety of industries about how they effectively navigate the internal and external environment of their businesses in a way that balances the needs and demands of all stakeholders, but also maximizes performance. These interviews were recorded via the internet, so please keep this in mind as you listen to this episode. Nia Yari Giam, Jaganba, Na Gayabu, Yarrawa Peoples, Nia Toowoomba. This podcast is recorded on the traditional lands of the Giyabul and Yarrawa peoples in a place called Toowoomba. Our guest for this episode is focused on understanding areas of improvement through the analysis of data and qualitative insights, consulting broadly, developing innovative solutions and driving transformation to enhance outcomes. With broad experience across government, education, transport, tourism and the services sectors, Brandon Archbell is perfectly suited to his role as the Queensland Education Lead at KPMG. In this role, Brandon partners with organisations and government to solve varied challenges in the early childhood, school, vocational education and university subsectors. Brandon Archbell, welcome to the show. Thanks, Daniel. Brandon, can you tell the audience a little bit about your current role with KPMG and the, what the organisation does? Sure, Daniel. Um, so uh, KPMG, as some people know, is a professional services firm. Um, we work across a range of markets and sectors, uh, helping our clients solve varied problems, um, be that around developing strategies, be that around operational improvement, or even into the more traditional areas of audit, tax, and compliance. Uh, in terms of my role, so I'm a director within the management consulting uh, practice of the firm and have worked across uh, a range of sectors, helping clients uh, solve their problems and, and improve their business performance. Uh, and in my current role, I'm the head of education within the Queensland market, working specifically with providers in early childcare, the schools, uh, the vet and higher ed sector um, in terms of their solving their problems and, and operational issues. So, Brandon, you're sort of perfectly placed for our discussion today, which is about business environments. Brandon, how would you describe your business environment, the business environment that KPMG has to deal with? Sure, Daniel. So um, KPMG is very much, we're a consulting business. Um, we're there to solve problems uh, of organizations, of government, and, and deal with issues of the day. So our environment is very much driven by the way that markets are operating and responding, uh, but we also need to be conscious of some of the internal elements from a staffing uh, and an organizational perspective. Brandon, to what extent do you think the business environment affects KPMG's strategic planning, decision-making and operational activities? So this, um, that understanding of the environment very much forms part of our uh, annual planning process. Um, once a year, we'll have a, a clear view of some of the changing forces in the external and internal uh, environment. You know, we'll get other external firms to help understand that as well, whether it's around trends in the consulting sector, whether it's around understanding the voice of the customer, so doing kind of client surveys as well. 
And that then very much shapes how we will focus on the business, um, the type of services that we'll look to offer to our clients, the areas that we'll want to grow into, and potentially other areas where we'll look to reduce investment or even change service offerings. And so that very much becomes a part of that annual planning, but then doing a pulse on that uh, on an ongoing basis to make sure that we are heading down the right track. Absolutely. Strategically, Brandon, how do you account for external and internal influences when doing planning for the future of your business? It's a great question, um, Daniel. I've, I've actually lived this both in, in the consulting world, but also working with uh, a corporate in, in a previous role where you know before you develop your, your strategy and your plan, the very first step you need to undertake is, is understanding your environment. And so often, both within our own business and when we're working with clients, we'll spend the first part of a project really doing an internal and an external environmental analysis to understand the various drivers across those areas, the trends, and some of the key insights. And that kind of gives us a bit of a fact base before we can then drive into strategic planning uh, and ultimately decision-making. At the end of the day, if you don't have a clear view on, on what your external and internal environment looks like, it becomes quite difficult to actually develop uh, an effective strategic plan. So without that kind of analysis at the beginning, would leaders be potentially making decisions which could not even work uh, within the business environment in which they're operating? Absolutely. And, and we see this all the time, um, you know, where leaders by no um, side of their own error make decisions on the spot or, um, you know, just based on guts as opposed to being formed by proper uh, analysis of the external and internal environments. On the flip side, those that have a great understanding of their environment, we find uh, are developing more robust strategies, ones that are sustainable uh, into the longer term. Talking about leadership, Brandon, do you think leadership itself is influenced by those environments, external, internal, in which the business is functioning? Definitely. Um, you know, I've seen this not only in terms of leaders around me, but, but in my own leadership style as well. That um, you know, more and more people are either going down the route of very much pivoting themselves around um, responding to the external environment, and, and we see some great examples of that or being very strong in terms of their focus on the internal environment, in terms of working closely with their teams and having a robust understanding uh, of their operations, which then ultimately impacts on their, their leadership style. You work with lots of businesses at um, KPMG as a consulting firm. Are you able to share any examples of an element within your business or another business which had you know strong influences upon decisions which have to be made as leaders? Absolutely. I might touch on one personally in terms of the work that we do and then another one in terms of uh, another business that we've worked with. So if I reflect, um, I suppose, in terms of the, the environment that we're in uh, through, through COVID and probably about 18 months ago when as a business we were certainly seeing the impact uh, of that come through, it was definitely a time for me to kind of reflect and go, well, you know, the market's changing, the environment's changing. And so how do I adapt, um, you know, my leadership style and my approach based on that? And it was much um, more about focusing in on some of those softer elements and skills that were always important, but now more than ever, it was about 
really understanding where our clients were at, being sympathetic of the challenges that they were facing as a result of COVID. Some were having to let staff go. Some were having, um, you know, significant operational impacts on on their business. And so that really gave me an opportunity to adjust my approach and leadership style to be more tuned to some of those softer elements with our clients and then down the track focus on um, solving some of their their business issues and problems. So that's probably one for me personally in in our environments. And then if I reflect on um, us helping businesses and the impact that that's had, you know, I can think back to uh, a particular organization that we worked with in, in the transport uh, sector. You know, they were facing a number of um, challenges and issues in the external landscape in that they had a role in, in the resources sector and they couldn't just ignore that. There were a number of pressures coming from shareholders, from the community in terms of their role in the resources sector and particularly in the, in the coal sector um, and so that to take that information on board and use it to adjust their strategy. I think what I saw was um, in the short term, they did really well in terms of probably keeping some of that noise out. Um, the leaders uh, kind of adapted and, and developed effective communication strategies and approaches. But on the flip side, what I've observed now sitting back five years later is they weren't very good at then operationalizing that into the markets that they served and um, and their business operations because that issue is still around. And if it's something that they don't address um, in the next few years in particular, that business might fail to exist um, in five years from now. Right. So there is a very real issue there in terms of understanding the business environment and being able to pivot with any changes that occur in that business environment. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't re- I'd love to reiterate it again, really understanding that environment and using it to drive uh, strategic thinking and then decision-making on the ground is imperative. And it's not a one-off either. It's something that should be done uh, on an ongoing basis. It should become part of the normal operating rhythm of any business and, and any leader. I mean, the advice we often give clients is to do an annual uh, strategic refresh in terms of properly understanding that environment and the changes in that space and then keeping a pulse of it at least on a quarterly basis over the year so that you can um, see how things are trending. You can reflect on the business environment, as you've said, and move with, as a company, move with that business environment and respond to it. But I want to ask you, Brandon, can you use the business environment to better your business, to get a better outcome than you would if you were just ignoring it or if you were just going with the flow? You can, definitely. And I think this is where good leaders, um, as I alluded to earlier, are are more effective in the space. Um, They'll have a good pulse in terms of their external environment, the competitive set and the changing dynamics. And they'll use that to their advantage in terms of looking for new products uh, to meet customer needs. They'll look for it in terms of improving margins in in business areas where they maybe haven't done well uh, traditionally. And then uh, just as important is understanding some of those internal dynamics. If a leader doesn't have a, a pulse on, on their team or broad organizational changes, um, they can have a fantastic view of what's happening externally, but it's how they then translate that 
um, and get the organization behind them to to deliver on that. And, you know, I think both of those elements are, are just as important for a leader. Brandon, is leveraging on the internal environment, as you were saying, is that about looking at your staff and trying to decide what their best aspects are and using them to their best abilities? That's a big part of it, uh, Daniel, absolutely. Uh, we often talk about a, a strengths-based approach. So it's very much honing in and understanding where your strengths are and how you can leverage those to deliver on, on your market needs. But then equally, you should not ignore your weaknesses. Uh, there's some great examples out there, the likes of Kodak uh, over the years who ignored uh, the fact that digital cameras would come on. And you know, the, one of their greatest weaknesses was their inability uh, to respond to that. And as we know, that that business uh, was significantly impacted by that. So that internal element in terms of uh, understanding your strengths, uh, but also your weaknesses is a core part of that environment. For KPMG, what are some of those internal forces that have influenced your business decision-making or planning activities over recent years? say, for instance, the organization's vision or mission objectives, or, or even sort of more culturally, the value system that you have at KPMG? So in terms of our business, as I touched on, the big driver of that is is the people and the talent that we attract at the end of the day. If you look 10 years back, um, you know, you probably found people were in consulting for a kind of a long term. Um, they were with a particular firm, you know, for five plus years. And there was that sense of kind of continuity with your workforce. But that's changing. We're seeing a lot more turnover in consulting. People are looking at other opportunities in in other consulting businesses, uh, but also looking to work within government and, and industry in terms of supporting teams. So that talent profile for us is is so important you know we've got to understand it uh, and have a pulse on that and i think what we found in in kind of the last few years is as a result of some of the changing dynamics uh, in society and and what people want we have had to make um some changes so the the kpmg global values were refreshed only about a year ago to take account of what you know what people find as important a big element of that that's come through both globally and locally is trust. There's a much uh, greater focus on on the trust equation, both uh, for our external clients and and the internal uh, side of thing. And then a recent example where we've made um, some great positive movements is our, our CEO uh, announced that you know as a result of the desire for both parents to have greater support when they're having a child, KPMG announced that they will be funding 26 weeks of maternity or paternity leave, uh, which is a great initiative, again, in response to uh, an internal need that came out. Wow, that's uh, that's great activity there by KPMG and great you know reflection to be able to respond to internal forces and external in, in that way. Indeed, absolutely. Um, and again, as, as I said, it's something that if leaders are, are more attuned to to their external and internal environments, um, they can make decisions that uh, drive long-term sustainability for, for organizations. And do those types of decisions, Brandon, do they ultimately affect business outcomes? Do they help the business thrive? 
They do. And, um, you know, we spend a bit of time looking at this uh, with businesses and, and there's a lot of science around this as well that, you know, those that have, have had a good understanding of their business, they've had a clear view of the markets that they want to operate in and how they're going to win will have better shareholder return or impact to their customers uh, at the end of the day. What advice would you give to one of our students who's graduating from the MBA program here at USQ who might be moving into a management role or even if they're lucky, a a leadership role um, out of university? What sort of advice would you give to them about understanding the business environment? I would recommend that, you know, this process should very much be part of your your 100-day plan as you're going into a new role and then broader as part of your ongoing operating rhythm. Um, and what does that mean? It's about working with your your own teams, but also leveraging uh, the assistance and advice of externals to to get that clear understanding of the external and the internal drivers, some of the trends and dynamics in that space. Practically, what I'd suggest as well is, you know, make sure you hook into to market reports, thought leadership, uh, and other insights, so that you have a clear view of some of the recent trends and, and what's going on in your markets. And as I alluded to earlier, it's really around having a clear view then of where you want to play within the markets uh, and how you're going to win. And ultimately, some of those things that I recommended will, will set you up for success in this space. Brandon Archbell, thank you for sharing some of those excellent insights with us today on the podcast. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Daniel. Information about our guests can always be found in the podcast show notes in your podcast app or on the course site. This has been a University of Southern Queensland podcast produced by the Office for the Advancement of Learning and Teaching.